This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Canny Crystals, the podcast. As you know by now, my name is Mart. I'm your host. And this week, I've got another guest on the show. That's three weeks in a row now. I don't know who I think I am. But let me tell you, when I say this, I am so excited to announce today's guest. So I first came across her nine years ago when one of my friends dragged us along to her one-woman stand-up show, Newcastle Keyside. It was What Would Beyonce Do? Purely because it has Beyonce in the title. Everyone knows how Beyonce mad I am. And we left as massive fans. We even got chatting to her at the door as she was selling the little badges and things. And I've since read a book. I've listened to every podcast uh, episode of hers. I've watched a Amazon special, a BBC Three special. I've been to her every tour, every time she's visited Newcastle. And next Friday will be no exception. It'll actually be my sixth time. So please welcome to the show, Louisa Ormilan. Oh, thank you so much. What an introduction, Mark. <laughs> what an introduction, you legend. Oh, thank oh, Louisa, you. it's such an honour to have you here. How are you? I'm all right. Well, I'm not all right. I'm miserable and depressed, but you know, who isn't? So Aren't we all? <laughs> right. It's so like, I'm not even trying to hide it anymore. Like, is it anyone? Like, you know, normally when you're a bit miserable and depressed, you're like, oh, I'll keep it on the DL and, you know. And yeah. now you just... You turn on every news channel or anything and you're just like, the world's on fire. Like, <laughs> we're all just on fire. Somebody save us from ourselves, please. So, oh, it's really fucking depressing, isn't it? <laughs> so much so. So much so. So I'm really excited to do this really uplifting podcast that really... That's what we're here for. <laughs> ...and hope. So I'm going to mention this now, but I'm also going to mention it at the end as well, just for a reminder. And I'll put the link to the tickets in the show notes as well. But if you want to come and see Louisa at Newcastle's Time Theatre and Opera House next Friday night, October the 21st, please go and get your tickets now before they sell out. They're only £15. And I mean, where else can you have a night out and party for £15? 
Right. And actually, if you use the code Renaissance, you can get them less than that. So. Oh, fuck just, off. Now you tell us. <laughs> right? So if you, if you use, if you use the code Renaissance, you can get them less than that. And I, because I understand it's so difficult for people and with the cost of living, people are less likely to spend their money on a, um, on a on a, what they think is a real, unless it's a sure hit, you're yeah. not going to spend your money. And I need people to know that, like, I'm a sure hit. So even though you've not heard of me, like, <laughs> when I tell you, you will have the night of your life. Yes, I'm depressed in real life, but on stage, I'm a, I'm a menace, mate. Like, you need to come and it's the only thing that is so joyful, so fun, so much, like, so good. Just trust me, even if you're on your own, just come to the show you will i've been to see you once on my own and i had the time of my life i love exactly exactly thank you mark thank you you're welcome one of my friends dropped out she was really really ill at the time and i was like oh screw this i'm just gonna go on my own couldn't get anyone to like like take the ticket and stuff so i went on my own and had the night of my life i love that that was on my right ladies oh was it that's that's adorable so i like i often get people message me and they say oh do you mind if i come on my own i'm like for me it's a really feel good because once you're in there it's like in the cinema it's not like you talk to somebody throughout the show yeah. anyway and as you're coming out you like you talk to people you as you exit and my audience is a what I love what I what I can stand by Mark is I have the best audiences in the yes. world like genuinely the love I have for them like it's too it's too much sometimes I have to be like okay guys I've shared too much I need to keep a distance <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's so it's such a beautiful intimate relationship that's not sexual um but I just uh like I love them so I feel like if you come on your own you'll be very very welcome and you won't feel like a weird sad sack at all so. no not at all and I mean there's only a certain amount of people that I would actually physically go to a show on my own for and I think Beyonce is one of them yes you're, you're probably second and I think Joe Lysett would probably be my third oh, to yes. be totally yeah, honest exactly 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 but, that's yeah. great company I think yeah. <laughs> let's have a dinner party you yes. me Joe Lysett and Beyonce <gasps> oh be my goodness the dream. <laughs> the dream so Louisa I guess I'm just going to jump right in so you yes. might not necessarily be spiritual I know you're into tarot cards and things like that no but um, Spiritual, yeah. Yeah, so I was going to say, you're not in spirituality as such, but you're amazing at standing strong in your power, aren't you? And, you know, like holding your own. And you're also like a massive advocate for female empowerment. And that's mm. the whole point that I started this podcast for, to kind of help and empower other people going through the same daily shit that we all go through. So how do you keep up your infectious positivity 24-7? Like, that's I know you funny. were saying like, I know you were saying like you're down a day, but you are always like infectiously positive. Well, I think, do you know what, Mark? I think actually it's been, to be have a really honest conversation with you, I think that's mm. been difficult because I have stayed so authentic and so true to my voice. And when it came to my work, I'm really fortunate that I've got a job that is a job that I love, that I want to do. Like it's, and I feel like it's my vocation, it's my calling. And I have been so stubborn with it, probably at the cost of, many jobs of cash of money of, of opportunities because I've gone if it's not in alignment with my um ethos with how I feel about things with how with the voice that I give on stage so if I'm going on stage going bitch you better love yourself bitch life is hard like you better love yourself it's hard it's going to kick you it's going to keep kicking you but you know what like we are stronger we are fitter we are beautiful we keep fucking going like if the opportunities I've had don't reflect that, I've said no to it. And what's hard is it's been a long slog of that and it's isolating and it's difficult. And actually, I often do my shows 
not for other people now, but it's because what I it's what I need to hear. Because you go actually to take the path less trodden is very isolating. Like yeah. it is very isolating, and to follow your own heart can be you know it puts you in a vulnerable position like it's not necessarily easy so I almost don't want to sugarcoat it and be like yeah follow your own heart like it'll be easy and it's not easy it's not easy it's not pretty it's not attractive it can be really fucking hard sometimes when it pays off it's the most beautiful feeling in the world like it's amazing and stunning when it doesn't you just have to I don't know hold on to that hold on to that notion that you go but I'm staying true to myself and there has to be there has to be some respect and some um recognition from yourself not from others but in that that you go do you know what but i'm staying true to myself yeah i think staying true to yourself is such a big part of it as well 100%, and i mean 100%. you mention in your shows things like you know it's time to get sexy let's talk about mental health cronk cronk yeah, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, honestly yeah. but honestly like i praise you for bringing such like mental health like to the forefront of the comical agenda because a lot of comedians, like, they tiptoe around subjects like that. It's something that we don't as a nation talk about enough. So, like, how do you deal with your mental health? And when you're having, like, an off day, what what do you do to make yourself feel better? Well, the conversation's changing now. Like, I was doing stuff about mental health 10 years ago, and it's weird because mm. this 10 show that I'm doing, I'm doing material from that show, Beyonce, where that joke is from, about treating that I wish mental health was seen as, like, physical health. Like, you go to a gym, why don't you go to, like, a mental health gym? Yeah, And it's weird doing that. When I first started doing this new tour show, like I'm only doing a few dates, but when I first did it, I was like, oh, this is old. Everyone talks about mental health now. Like, this is so old. And so many people were like, oh, it's still so relevant. It's still so relevant. And you're like, what? And um, it is still so relevant. I'm almost tired of blaming mental health for everything. I mean, like, oh, actually, that's just a mental health day. You need to work on your mental health. Actually, what about the validation in our environment it can be shit? that things are difficult for people, that it used to be the case that you would work full time to put, you know, to be able to go on holiday or have a night out or do those things. And you would do extra time to, you know, get a nicer car or get the boiler fitted or whatever it is, you know, get a takeaway that weekend. But now people are working overtime just to put food on the table. So like, yeah, you can look after your mental health or you like, but if you're working full-time and you're doing everything you can and life's still a struggle, that's really challenging. And the only thing which I'm trying desperately to do now is connection with other people, is to connect with other people, is to reach out. And so you don't feel on your own going through this because I think globally there is this shift. So I would say it's connection, 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 connection. Whether Definitely. that's with the, I, I, yeah, go on. I was going to say, I've spoke about this in past podcast episodes. For me, it's kind of feeling connected to other people because that gives me hope and meaning and that empowers yeah. me to go on. Yeah. I spoke yeah. about that. And a big part, I guess, of mental health for me is self-care. And I mean, oh, yeah. I see you as the queen of self-love and self-care. I well, I remember you stood on stage that first time I saw you and you were rubbing your body up and down <laughs> and you're just, you're so confident in your own skin. So Thank I guess you. what I want to know from you is what's your daily self-care routine look like and where do you get all that confidence from on a daily basis? I've just never, I've never bought into that idea of like body image issues or anything like that. And I've always felt beautiful and like, I've always just felt, but like, I feel beautiful from the inside. So 
I find it funny, like, to pull weird faces or ugly faces or if I see an ugly picture or whatever. Like, it doesn't make me think, oh, I'm not beautiful or I'm beautiful. I just don't really, like, care. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, like, I'm I'm good. Like, I'm just, I'm good. And I think self-care can also include... um whether it's things like, and it's it's so weird, isn't it? Because when we talk about beauty standards or the beauty industry, there's almost, and maybe I'm showing my age here um, and my own inherent sexism, you almost feel like there's, it's um, it's put down. Like it's like, oh, you're just getting your hair and your nails done. Oh, like it's almost a bit shallow. Yeah. Actually, there is something to be said for going, do you know what? It's like hair is so important. Like having nice nails can be so important to somebody. Having like shaving your leg the difference between the difference I will feel and it's so basic but like if I've not shaved my legs if I've not put any makeup on if I've not washed my hair if I've not done anything if I smell like a tramp it's fine if I have my eyebrows waxed and my hair done and my nails done and I've got a tan and like I'm gonna feel nicer I'm just gonna feel nicer and I don't like that there's this almost snobbery when it comes to that and like and I always remember like like my mum she passed away with cancer and even on her deathbed, she wanted to look nice. Like, even on her deathbed, she wanted to have her hair done. And, you know, can you file her nails? Yeah. That's not shallow to do that to somebody that's dying. That's no. not shallow or thing. That's somebody still finding recognition and, and, and um, a bit of joy in those kind of self-care acts. I think they're vital. And I think we've almost, yes. uh, we almost associate, and maybe it's my sexism, self-care is associated with commercial beauty. And I just don't want people to treat it as if they don't deserve it because they, oh, well, that's just commercial, it's shallow. No, there's something in that. There's something very nurturing in that. Yeah. I was going to say, because I kind of feel exactly the same as you, like, because a lot of my business is my face at the forefront of it on TikTok and Instagram, just like yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like making yeah. videos every day. You're your brand. You're your brand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. So my face is my fortune. I'm the one that makes the money. So people buy into me and into my story. So it's only recently I've started having Botox. I've only had it twice, but it's because I started getting real wrinkles then. I mean, I'm 35 now catching up to you and um <laughs> but I started getting these wrinkles and they made me so self-conscious so even just getting this Botox once I was like what a difference it made to my like I don't know just to my mental health and I was thinking okay I'm That's not like yeah it's really weird how it came across but you know what I'm saying uh, completely completely I think there's something to be said for whatever makes you feel better and makes you feel confident and whatever you need I think self-care is, you know, there's a lot of things about, um, I'm reading lots about, I keep seeing stuff on TikTok about relationships and um, and love languages and how people need to yeah. be loved. Yeah. And I think if your love language to yourself is, actually, I'm going to treat you and spoil you because that's how you like to be loved, <laughs> then you need to do that. Like, that's just your love language. But so, it is seen as shallow, like what you were saying, like, because I told all my friends, I was like, oh, I've had Botox, because a few of them mentioned straight away, they were like, what, why do you look different? How do you look yeah, at, yeah. like younger? And I was like, oh, I've had yeah. Botox. And they were like, really, Mart? And like, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's seen as like a shallow thing to do. And I'm like, well, but this hard. is my yeah, job. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. And it's a, it's like I say, it's a global conversation or the, not the global, but the universal things I'd be like that but really you've had Botox like really you've had but actually mm. underneath it all what you're doing is you're saying to somebody really like you want to make yourself feel better well yeah, yeah. yeah. like <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? Like, hello. Have you turned on the news? Of course we freaking do. Like, exactly. come on. Exactly. So have you got any tips on finding love then? Because you've become kind of so infamous. Are you infamous. joking, Mark? Are you actually what? joking? Are you actually well, taking the piss out of me now? Well, you've become so infamous for being single that you've even started your now annual Valentine's party, haven't you? God, don't even talk to you about it. Yes. <laughs> and I'm doing it up north this year because I always did it in London. So every Valentine's, uh, I used to have, go out with my friend Pass before mm. she uh, died. Hashtag got into a relationship with somebody else and now doesn't come out with me on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Uh, she said to me um so my very good friend pascal uh we used to spend valentine's time together and then i did the beyonce show and people used to always want to go out dancing after it and i was like oh it needs to be like a night out and i got to valentine's i was like i've got nothing to do i was like oh i'll put on the beyonce show for all the like single ladies and um had this epic night like it was just phenomenal it was so much fun and then there's not been any Valentine's or any birthday or any Christmas that surpassed my Valentine's party. They're so much fun. I, I love it. them. Um, and so I do basically my solo show followed by an after party. It's always really joyous. And uh, next year I'll be doing it in Manchester uh, because I always do it in London and people up north are like, why don't you ever do it anywhere else? So I'll be doing it in Manchester. So, yeah. So you're kind of more like Scylla Black or Paddy McGuinness than anything else, aren't you? You're hooking up other people, but forever more, being more the singleton. More Scylla than Paddy, I think. More Scylla than yeah. Paddy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, oh, I think your prince will come one day. It'll be oh. when you least expect it and stop well, looking for it as well. Well, I hope so, mate. Like, I hope so. I was, I was with not with somebody. In my head, I was with somebody. But um, in my heart, let's put it, in my heart, I was with somebody. But on paper, it wasn't. Um, okay. And... Um, yeah, it's hard. It is hard out there, I think, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, who needs a man? Because I know you've got your gigantic doggy Bernie to keep your company, haven't you? I so... do have Bernie. I do. I've got a Bernie's Mountain Dog, and she's an yeah. absolute legend. And I'm so lucky to have her. And that's love. Like, it's funny that where we find love. Like, she, to me, is love. She's just a great love. And I'm so lucky to have her in my life. I think she's a legend. Um, I was going to say, like, I've met her a couple of times now after shows, and she's just the most gorgeous dog I've ever seen. She, like, it is. Do you do you share the video with people or is it just the podcast? Do you share the video uh, with this? Yeah, I can share both, yeah. Uh Bernie. Bernie. <laughs> Bernie. Hello. I can imagine she's quite a handful though, is on she? On the bed. No, she's not. She's easy. No. She's easy. I'm the handful. Bernie, on the bed. On the bed. Oh, look on the bed. There she, she is. is. So there she is. <laughs> Hi, Bernie. <laughs> oh, bless her. Absolutely yeah. lush. So yeah. do you think she's a bit of a cock block for you finding love? Do you know, I used to always say she was a massive cock block because everyone said to me, Mark, they were like, oh, when you get a dog, loads of guys will talk to you. Loads of guys will be like, oh, my God, if she can handle that dog, imagine what she could handle <laughs> with my penis. Whatever. <laughs> and instead, I just get guys being like, oh, that's a big oaf. Look at the size of that dog. Oh, but it'll eat me. Oh, she's absolutely adorable, though. Right, hello. She's a big, giant baby. Yeah. She's a big, like, baby. Any guy that's intimidated by Bernie is not the kind of man that I want in my life. So, (laughs) um, yeah. So, Louisa, can I ask? Because I think it was on the Am I Right Ladies tour. I remember you saying you were sent to Hollywood and you made a joke about, you know, reading the secret. It really works. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know you're familiar with the concepts of manifestation. I think most recently you've even done a podcast for Bitches episode Uh, about manifestation. So other than the obvious, like your BAFTA win, getting your own Amazon and BBC Three shows and award-winning stand-up shows, what do you feel that you've manifested over the years? Like just by giving it attention and like setting yourself goals and dreams? 
I think it's, it's, do you know, I've got a really difficult relationship with manifestation now. Like I find it very difficult and I think that's where I've kind of lost the way a bit. And I came Mm. from grief actually, because when I was younger, I wasn't a very, um, I wasn't a very happy child. And so I would disappear into like daydreaming and I would yearn and pray and pray and pray. Like I used to watch Sister Act all the time. And I just wanted to be like Whoopi Goldberg. So I just, I was like, Please, can I just be like that? Can I just have joy? I just want to have joy. I just want to laugh. I just want it to be easy and to laugh. Because there was a lot going on when we were younger things. It was difficult, yeah. as it is for many people, right? And um, so I grew up with this urge, like this desperate yearning to have the light on my face and to be laughing and for it to be fun and for it to be joyful, right? And then when I started doing solo shows, I recognized the younger version of me and that I recognized I I remember looking back and being like, see, I, I yeah. got it. Like I got you there. Like I did it. I did it. And then my mom got sick and I was desperate to help her. And it didn't matter how hard I prayed or begged, I couldn't. Hmm. And I've struggled with that s- since. That, and I know there's that song, you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you can get what you need. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I struggle now, Mark. I won't lie. Sorry, this isn't the positive. I, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's raw truth. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's, I've struggled with that, that you go, I think there's a danger in, um, in anything being too extreme and the idea that we can manifest anything because actually some things are completely out of our control, yeah. <laughs> right? With all the love in the world, you can't stop somebody from, but cause I know you lost no. your grandfather, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And you can't, you know, you, I'm sure you like the same. You're like, please don't go like, please don't go, please don't go. Like I'll do anything. Like I can see them here. I can see them here. It doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. Um. So I think it's how, so can you like it's maybe finding our place in the universe and working this sounds a bit whack but working with the universe to be like okay that's the path I'm on that was her path I can't manifest somebody else's path I can't manifest what happens to them I can only maybe manifest what happens what do I bring into my path so is it then maybe I'm answering my own question actually maybe this is really helpful maybe this is a bit of therapy that I need right now (laughs) can I manifest peace can I manifest acceptance can i manifest humility can i manifest um the um the strength to keep going can i manifest that for myself can i manifest happiness i guess i'm coming from the same place as you as well because when my granddad died all i wanted to do was take away my nana's pain and my mom and her sister's pain but you can't manifest that for other people so you just gotta universally manifest peace as a whole yeah 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 yeah, hopefully that spreads if that makes sense yeah 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 yeah. i think that's exactly it and i think it's exactly it's 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 weird isn't it because manifest is such a weird part of our culture now as a topic like it's a a buzzword Mm. isn't it yeah yeah the buzzword is you manifest and what do you manifest you manifest anything you want but if you're in a lot of pain or dealing with somebody that's sick or vulnerable what you want is to take away that pain yeah yeah you can't manifest that so i think a lot of manifesting for me and reaching those goals and dreams in life comes kind of down to being grateful for what i already have in my life so rather than sitting in that negative bias so you probably know as well as i do like if you got out of bed on a morning you stub your toe bernie trips you up you fall down the stairs you've burnt your forehead on your straighteners you're going to be in a pretty shitty mood. So your brain then automatically starts yeah. to look for other things yeah, to feel yeah, shitty yeah, yeah. about just it's, to prove it's itself right. To hold on, it's trying to hold on 
to uh, the love and the peace and and to every pain there is also pleasure for every loss there is always something gained there is always not because we're special or because but it's just the sickly nature of life like that's how life works it's up and down it's left and right it's black and white like it's just the way it is right it's just the rhythm of life so I think it's just like you say like finding that other beat and being like okay let me cling on to this beat instead yeah because it's already hard so let me cling on to the good that I have got that I have good you know that you do have your mum and your grandma that they are there that you did have a wonderful granddad that I did have the most magnificent mother ever like you know yeah so what are you grateful for in your life right now let's change the tune then right now if I had to if I said to you write a gratitude list of three things what would they be right now I'm so grateful for Bernie I'm so grateful for Bernie I think I under I don't treat her very well I feel like I let her down quite a lot because (laughs) I mean I try but like so the last couple of weeks I've um put her back out so I haven't been able to walk a lot and so if I can't walk she has she doesn't go on very long walks right and my only responsibility is to look after her and she's looking and she's so good like I'll be in bed and she'll just stare at me and I'm like I'm sorry I'm not I'm sorry I'm not the mother you need right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll call the dog walker and try and get somebody else. But I, I'm so grateful that. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I've got this thing that loves me that even if I don't get up, and I get up past her breakfast time. She'll still they just stay there looking at me like, I love you, mommy. Mommy, you're my Aww. best friend. And I like, I'm so grateful that I have her because I think animals and dogs are amazing. Yeah. I am so grateful to the very few people in my life that I can call in any state of mind. And they will listen and they will just listen and they'll calm it down and they'll send me back out. Uh, whether it's good or bad news, they'll do that, um, including my beautiful sister. And I think I'm grateful to fucking, um, I need to act more, but like I'm grateful to be alive and not in immediate pain or danger. Like, yeah. like I can be depressed and a mess, but I'm I'm all right. Like I'm safe. Like I've got a roof over my head. Like I've been there where it's terrifying. I've been there where you're like on the edge yeah. and I'm not there now. And I'm grateful for that. So yeah. I'm glad that you said that as well, because a lot of my listeners, like they often message me and they say, you, you tell me to write three things down to be grateful for every single day. And I'm on a day 10, say, for example, and I'm struggling and I'm like, but what have you wrote down so far? And it's like, I'm grateful that I woke up in a bed and I'm like, but you should be grateful that you woke up at all. 
you know what I mean? Like every day is the start of a new adventure. And I know that's such a cliche, but do you know what I mean? But it's not, even if it's not the start of it, I think sometimes if you say every day is the start of a new adventure, it feels pressure because like adventure is that you're doing something and you're active Mm. and it's exciting and it's amazing. And actually all, all it could be is every day is a start or an opportunity for you to be kinder to yourself today. Okay. Because whatever you're doing is not working. (laughs) So why don't we try something else? Okay. (laughs) Why don't we try? And I'm just talking, if you, I'm just talking from a position of like somebody that's a bit, you know, sad sack at the moment. So like I'm talking from that position. When things are good, you have different things to be grateful for. But I think there's many, many people like everyone I speak to at the moment is all going, I don't know. I just feel like maybe because the world's on its axis a bit, it feels just a bit, I don't know about you, Mike. Like, it just feels a bit unnerving. Like, yeah. And I'm a well, we have just come out of a few, like, planets that were in retrograde and stuff as well. So oh we're just God. coming like, out of the, the back end of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. the head, like, I really, like, I'm really feeling it. Like, I'm really feeling it. And it's, it's, okay. it's encouraging, I think, to speak about because then you go, oh, good. It's not just me. Thank God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're all in the same boat at the end of the day. So, 100%. Yeah. And yeah. I remember hearing, I think it was during the first lockdown as well, that um, I think it was Lenore, you know, the fabric softener company. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, paid, yeah. they paid you £10,000 to reuse God, one yeah. of their old adverts that you oh, provided the voiceover for. And yeah. I also remember that you saying you got house insurance. I think it was just two weeks before your house had that huge flood and you got something like a £40,000 payout and that it yeah. had just come at the right time for you. So yeah. do you believe in divine timing in that everything happens for a reason at that specific time? Uh, yes, everything happens for a reason at that specific time. The payout, you make it sound like it was a great thing. It was £40,000 <laughs> of the damage. So yeah, my yeah. D- my whole downside lost everything I ever owned. So I just bought my first house. My mama just died. I couldn't afford to live in London. She was living in the Midlands at the time. I couldn't afford to keep renting in London because I, I wasn't working or whatever. I bought this giant dog. I didn't know what I was thinking. I had this mortgage in principle from six months ago that was still in, um, still valid, right? From when I, d- yeah. And there was a mortgage, I think, for like 250, right? And so I was, I tried to buy a place for 250 in London. Can't get anything. My sister lives in Birmingham. She goes, move to Birmingham. I literally just, pick it like I was I was what that one whatever I'll take it it had a, it was near it was backed onto a park so I thought it'd be great for the dog buy this house I take all the things out my mom's house I take all the old pots and pans like a sofa like an old rug like a tv computer laptop shoes clothes show merch anything everything I owned I put on the ground floor of this house I go out for the day. It's torrential rain. I'm like, ha, ha, ha. I haven't seen rain like this forever. It was like godlike, like it was like religious rain. My neighbor calls me and is like, oh, Bab, your house is flooded. And I was like, ha, ha, ha. Hilarious. <laughs> Who was your neighbor? Alison Hammond. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Alison calls me. She's like, your Bab, yeah. your house is flooded. Come back. My stuff is floating in the window. I was <sighs> like, it was four and a half feet of watermark. Like it was floating. I was like, and at first I was like, ha, 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 this is fine. Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the water comes out. Obviously, like everything, because you just think, oh, it will dry out. It, mate, once it's flooded with water, that is also, there's like, like it's dirty water. Yeah. You're never going to use that rug, that television, that computer, sell that merchandise ever again. <laughs> So you, I lost that stuff. 
and then it damaged the walls so much that the walls needed taking out and rebuilding and the floors. So, oh, God. The only reason there was any saving grace is because the week, two, the, 10 days before, I called my sister and she was like, have you got house insurance? I was like, what do I need house insurance for? And she was like, get house insurance, you dickhead. And I was like, fine, because I'm bougie. I was like, I'll get John Lewis house insurance, £400, yeah. And she was like, you don't need £400 house insurance. I was like, it's the best, so I'll get it. And I got it. <laughs> and I called them 10 days later. Be like, uh, can you come down and look around my house, please? And flooded. And they were like, it's £40,000 worth of damage. <laughs> You've been with us for 10 days. And oh I was like, God. but I did pay you £400. So can you help me fix it, please? <laughs> that was meant and, to have happened then, wasn't dude, it? Really? Like, dude, like, it took them 11 months to pay out. Like, it was a long, it was a shit show. However, I didn't like the house when I bought it. I wanted to do a side return extension. Didn't like the house, didn't like it, and I wasn't happy here anyway. That ex- that that money, 40 grand, I spent on the side return extension. So I didn't replace anything. I said, just take the whole bottom floor out. Redo the whole bottom floor then. With that 40 grand, just take the redo it all. Yeah. And now I've got a beautiful house that I love, and it's funny that I wanted a house that I love, I didn't love it when I had it. I hated the flood. I hated the insurance process. I hated all of it. But I've come out with the most beautiful home that I really am grateful for. Maybe so you I manifested did... the flood. No, I think my mum did it. <laughs> oh, I think okay. my mum. I <laughs> think my mum was like. I think like my me and my sister always joke or like my friend. My sister would like my friend would always joke. My friend knew my mum quite well, and my mum was like super clean and super. Um, what's the word? Competent at everything she did. Just really competent. And me and my sister had tried to pay my house maybe four times. And we kept like, this just looks shit. And we think that mum was just like, what? I can't just, just kill it. Just kill it all. Just no. Can we just flood? There you go. Just wipe this out. She needs professionals. Just, just get rid of all of this. Um, so that then I can have a team to be like, can you paint my house, please? <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, so speaking of your mum and stuff, what did your childhood look like? Because I know you're one of five, aren't you? Mm. So yeah. you went to Catholic schools as well, I believe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. were you were you brought up religious then? Yeah, so my mum, we had to go to church every Sunday. Oh, long. And I hate religion. <laughs> I, I listen, it brought my mum a lot of peace and she really liked yeah. it. I've never liked, I don't like how it's been um, weaponized and I don't like how it's been used against people. And I think there's... Yeah. Um, there is so much truth in living true to your heart and, and, and goodness in people and following that. And the crux of that in every religion is, is beautiful. However, the wars and the killings and the damage that's been done in the so-called religious's name, I find abhorrent. And I don't think any uh, religious leader or, uh, uh, or prophet or symbol or, you know, whoever it is or Buddha or God or Jesus or whoever it is, I think all of those people are just good people, right? Yeah. Genuinely good people. And I think we see that in each and every one of us. And I talk about it in my show, God is a Woman, um, which I'm doing in December in London, actually. I haven't, like That show, I started before lockdown. And then because of lockdown, it felt like I've been doing it for a long time, but I haven't actually done it much at all. <laughs> um, but I talk about it in that, that idea of, I think there's a lack of accountability in saying, oh, there's a heaven. Because like, actually we could have heaven right here, right now we absolutely have everything of beauty that right here right now 
So this this idea that, oh, when we die, it'll be better. It's just a lack of accountability because there's no reason that it couldn't be lovely now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I get that. So shall we talk about your current UK tour as well? Because 10, obviously it's been 10 years since you first hit the comedy scene. And this tour is a bit of an amalgamation, isn't it? Of what would Beyonce do? Am I right, ladies? Politics for bitches. And God is a woman. So I know basically exactly what I'm getting because I've seen them all. But can you just explain for the listeners what they can expect when they come to see you? It was an introduction to my stand-up. So I, my stand-up was always important to leave people feeling good about themselves, to feel them excited, to leave them feeling like not afraid to be their authentic selves. And so it was a celebration of being like, bitch, life is hard, but do you know what? Like, so are you. Like, you got this. Like, so let's just fucking laugh at all our insecurities. Let's mock every insecurity and bullshit hateful narrative that we tell ourselves let's just look at it let's just break it down for a second hang on this mental behavior oh actually let's break it down does it make sense of course you'd react like that don't worry about it pat on the back let's get you back out of there and this show is was basically an introduction to all to people that haven't seen me before it was um it was because I had an Amazon special out this year and a Radio 4 series and I thought I was going to be much more famous than I am and I thought there'd be much more demand for fuck's sake how hard is it and so in that it was the idea just to be like oh like let me reintroduce myself like I've been the comedian that you've been waiting for like I've been around for a long fucking time you want funny women mate this bitch is right here you want an empowering woman that can do religion politics dick jokes relationships mental health body image I've been doing it for a long fucking time. I've been doing solo shows for 10 years, but I've been doing comedy for 17, 18. So I was just like, there's a show here for you. You are welcome. This narrative recently, you know, when you see like the Ricky Gervais um, or the Dave Chappelle criticism on Netflix. And yeah. I, I think these guys are brilliant comics. Like they're great comics. Like, and they're so funny. But there's become this um, bigger argument at hand about, oh, who we mock in comedy or who we pick on. And, my shows have never been about that it's it's always been so inclusive so welcoming um I've had a huge gay following for a long time from the LGBTQ community and I've always made sure that people feel so welcome wherever you're from like I prided myself on having girls that were from different backgrounds different races different religions in my shows that's that's you might not feel it used to be the case that you I don't feel safe in a comedy club because if I go into a comedy club I'm gonna get shit yeah right I'm gonna get attacked attacked on whatever and it's a very boys club this one I started and my shows were like nah it's the opposite of that it's a love fest but it's fucking hilarious yeah come on in And you talk about a lot of like relevant things as well. Like one of the funniest things I think that always has me like laughing in stitches was when you were talking about your brother when he took an overdose one night. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and I know I that doesn't sound funny. Up. I love how you said this up, Mark. That's so funny. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like when he ended up in hospital and then yeah. he was lay there and he just turned to you, didn't he? And went, I'm so tired. And you turned around and you were like, <laughs> you're tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it just has me in stitches every single time. But... Because I think in the hardest times, it's the funniest. Like, you know, when like yeah. somebody dies or a funeral, that's when you laugh so hard because you need it. Like yeah. you need that. You need that other side, don't you? You need yeah. it. So it's just saying, look, it's just saying life is hard. The show is a lot of it is going, life is hard. Here's some hard situations that I've been through. Here's the fucking polar opposite things that you shouldn't say in those situations. But I did. 
Let, but that's what makes you feel connected to you yeah, as a person yeah, yeah. because you're going through the exact same shit as we are. Yeah, 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 do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And that's what makes it relatable. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's what I want. So thank you. That's really cool of you to so, say. How did you manage throughout the pandemic then? Because obviously face-to-face shows and all stand-up and theatres, everything like that was closed, wasn't it? So that must have been quite daunting to hear as a comedian that your whole kind of livelihood was now on the line. So how did you cope during those two long years? It's been very difficult. It's been really difficult for so many of us. Um, I was very lucky that I could do, um, I did some Zoom shows. I started doing live streams every day and I, I set up a Patreon. I got some patrons and I had some support from that. Um, and that was kind of it. That's why when as soon as the live scene opened up again, mm. I went straight back to work. Like I went straight back to try and gig, 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 gig and put on shows. And um, that's what I think is quite difficult now is that all of us little businesses or little independents or people that work for ourselves have come out of this two year period where it's been a challenging the world opens up and you can start working again and be like, right, let's get back out there. But then everything costs so much more (laughs) and people don't have the spare cash. So it's, I won't lie. Like it's, yeah, I'm, it's hard. I'm, I'm nervous about it. Like I'm, I'm nervous about it. And I think I'll probably go back and like do some more live shows just to make things more affordable, more accessible um, and stay that connected because we need comedy more than ever. We need 100%. it. So, yeah. 100%. And I know you also started your podcast as well. So I think Notes on Tour, for example, got me through so many days. Like, Oh, bless you. Louisa basically made voice notes on a phone for anyone that wants to listen. <laughs> and as like as she was on tour. So she then turned them into a podcast. And honestly, go give them a listen. You'll wet yourself laughing. There's one where like she's trying to get Bernie to have a wee on the side of the M1 or something. Yeah, she, yeah, because she was complaining the whole time that she wanted a wee and then she wouldn't go for a wee and it was so annoying. Anyway, but yeah. <laughs> so funny. And like I mentioned, I'm also enjoying podcasts for bitches at the minute too. It's very topical, very like one's about politics, the next about manifestation. I love that kind of thing. Thanks, but quite man. honestly, I think I'm surprised that you've never been on, you know, Taskmaster or 8 Out of 10 Cats, you know, like comedy panel shows, because I just think, I honestly believe in your talent so much. I think you would really thrive on a show like that. Thank you. I would love to be on those shows. I think when I first started in comedy, I didn't find panel shows very um, open to women. And Mm. it was very tokenism and it was very combative. And that wasn't my style of comedy. And I think the problem is, is now maybe I've got that reputation that I don't like doing those shows or I don't do those shows. And because I represent myself, it's been very hard to keep knocking it. Like I'm knocking on the doors but it's mm. um it's been very difficult and i think there's you know there's lots of comedians out there now and the market's kind of you know getting new people all the time um but yeah i would love to, i would love the chance to try and get and do more tv i would absolutely i was going to say cuz when it comes to like female comedians it's kind of the same ones over and over again on it i would ten cats like rasheen connedy for example and like i love rasheen don't get us wrong yeah, she's and, Sa- and yeah and sarah millican and things like that but it's always the same people like they never look for like they, they would always look for fresh male faces but never fresh female faces that must be hard. I think, yeah, it is. Like, it is hard. It is difficult. And I think once you're in there, it's easier to keep it in there. And they kind of go, oh, well, that person's a safe bet, so we'll book them again. That person yeah. can handle it, so we'll book them again. And there's that element of it. Um, I can't really say much more of it because I haven't done it. So I don't yeah. know. But I would like to try and get in because I do yeah. feel like I've been knocking for a long time. And, um, like, I'm good. Like, I'm good. Like, I've got the goods and I'm willing to. So I think it's just maybe, I don't know, mate. 
manifesting somebody to be like yeah let's book louisa for this tv show thank you i think the sky's the limit with you though i think you'd be perfect doing like sketches you know on saturday night live oh and... mate i'd love to i'd love to do yeah. all of this so i've got so many ambitions for my career and i think that's what's almost held me back a long time for a while because i wouldn't play that game like i think the uk could be quite limiting it used to be quite limiting in what you would do so if you did a comedian the way to do arenas was to do panel shows but i found mm. panel shows quite combative so i didn't do those panel shows so then you can't get into arenas because people don't go to arenas unless they've heard of you yeah but the only way for them to hear of you is if you do the shows that are the only ones that are commissioned so you it's a bit of a game that you have to play and i was never good at playing that game and then if you don't play that game then you're on the outside of it and then you're just trying to make yourself in the wilderness try to work out how to navigate shit so yeah you know um I don't have an answer yet. I'm still navigating the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching um, an old episode of Miranda about a week ago, actually, uh, you know, with Miranda Hart. Yeah. And you, you suddenly popped up on that oh, as well, stuck so on an I escalator had, yeah. in a shopping so, like, centre. Do you know what's so funny? Like, I don't get many work opportunities on TV. And then when I do, they're fucking great. Yeah. So, like, I did nothing for years. And then they were like, do you want to do an episode of Miranda? I was like, yes. They were like, it's the Christmas episode. It's the final one. I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> And so then I had a so I had a day's filming of that, yeah. So if I could just manifest more of those magical moments, that would be great. That would be great, right? Yeah. yeah. So what's next for Louisa then? Do you have a five year vision board? What do you want to achieve next? I know you were talking um on another interview that I heard you're doing about you wanting to do a Netflix series and stuff. What what what's your five year vision though? What where would you want to be? Happy just happy just happy and supported I want to feel happy I want to feel supported I want to feel like I'm part of a team I want to feel like my work is valued um I want to feel like it's paid off um I would love to be healthy and to have people around me that I love healthy and to be in a position where I've got a job that I love and can keep creating content and that people enjoy it and that it helps and that I fulfill I fulfill my purpose and fulfill my potential and not give up. That's what I'd like to open five years. I hope I've not given up yet. That's very wholesome. Very lovely to hear as well. So Louisa, how can people find you then? Because I'm going to pop all the links in the show notes as well, but how can people find you? Just Google Louisa comedy. If you Google like Louisa, <laughs> and it's Louisa without an O, so it's L-U-I-S-A, L-U-I-S-A. If you Google Louisa comedy, you'll find me. There's loads of clips online. There's loads of things. There's the show on Amazon, Politics of Bitches. But I've, if you can, if you can, come and see a live show. I'm telling you, a live show is where it's at. Like, you won't have seen anything like it. Come to a live show. It is. And like I say, I'm going to pop all those links in the show notes along with a few of my favourite Louisa stand-up videos. Oh, bless you. And like I said at the start, if you're in Newcastle next Friday, the 21st of October, come along to the Tyne Theatre Opera House to see Louisa's show for just £15. And the link for that is in the show notes as well. So yeah, thank you so much for popping by, Louisa, and appearing on the show. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mark. Lovely to speak to you. And for everyone else listening, go and follow Louisa. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please submit a quick five-star review. It really helps this podcast grow to new audiences. So yeah, have a lush weekend, everyone. And hopefully I'll see you all next Friday at Louisa's gig. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Bye. Thank you. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.